No one knows the future and we're not pretending That in a single weekend we can guess this year's ending When you listen next week only, an hour's gone by Don't know if we can do it but we're gonna try We're stuck in the past, you keep moving on We'll be talking 2024 all year long We're stuck in the past, you keep moving on We'll be talking 2024 all year long. Hello, welcome to Talkin' 2024 with Noah and Jim. It's 4 p.m. on Black Friday. This is episode 10 of 53 that we are recording back to back. Bringing you a weekly forecast that's timely and untimely. Like a mushroom you can eat that gives you magical powers. Or a sequel that gets made based on star power alone. That's right, we're talking March 3rd through March 9th, 2024 with our guest of the hour, Andrew Nealis. I don't think there's a Rayman movie coming out this weekend, but we're talking about video game movies anyway. I'm the voice you hear when you listen to this podcast, Noah Max Levine, and here with me is your co-host for winter, Jim O'Donnell. Hello. I know. How are you? Good. I had to do a lot of takes of some of those lines, and it's going to be edited really well, and no one will know. No, no one's going to know. Uh... Oh, you should leave them in. <laughs> in fact, uh, uh, Andrew, if you could uh, flub a bunch of cl- couple of lines, we could throw those in over Noah. <laughs> It sounds gl- it sounds gl- uh, good. Uh, good good it sounds good. good that sounds good sorry to refer to Andrew before we've formally introduced him <laughs> everyone knows he's here we'll talk to him in just a moment but first do we have any birthdays this week yes this week we wish happy birthday to Jessica Beale Asif Monby Connie Brighton Amanda Gorman and Oscar Isaac thank you Jim our guest today this week this hour is Andrew Nealis. He is a pre-COVID improviser and middling math teacher, his words, and he recently became an uncle. Andrew, welcome to Talk in 2024. Hey, how's it going? Thank you so much for having me. Happy um, Black Friday and then Thanks. also happy March 3rd or week of February. Yeah. Yeah. You could think of this as a time capsule. You could think of it as a time tunnel. You could think of it as a podcast. You can listen to it at any time, you know? <laughs> listen to it while you're folding laundry on... March 5th. You could. Yeah. Yeah. That does bring up a good point, which is, Andrew, are you much of a planner? Me? Well, you guys had to schedule with me, so the answer is obviously no. (laughs) (laughs) I try. I genuinely try to plan stuff, but I find what usually happens is I want to do a lot of things. I'm usually like, yes, I want to say yes to as many things as possible. And then I find that I've spread myself too thin and there's actually not enough like hours in the day or bandwidth to kind of go around. So then I kind of shoot myself in the foot and I go through, uh, I feel like periods of saying yes to too many things. And then I overcorrect by being like, well, probably not. And then I kind of go through cycles of of both of those things. You guys have both had to schedule and plan things with me, whether it be a podcast <laughs> or a improv rehearsal. <laughs> well, you know, Andrew's referring to the Rotten Treasure podcast, which I co-host. Yes. And Kai, who is the co-host of that show, is the one who does all the scheduling. So Kai is the one who has to, uh, who's yeah. scheduled with you before. <laughs> Jim, you know what's crazy? You know what I just realized? What's that? We were, this is just completely inside scheduling. <laughs> we're going to record, we're going to record an episode on like March 7th, which is the week of the Wait, Oh my God, I think you're right. <laughs> Are you really I'm... booking your podcast that far out? Well, because we have to, because we have X-Men, which has like 13 movies. 13? Oh, something, gotcha. Something along those lines. You're about to take a break, Jim, so this is a good opportunity to just to jump in there and describe Rotten Treasure a little more, Andrew, if that's okay. 
Well, that's fine. I got back into it recently. The Hunger Games series is where I just left off. It was very fun. Four episodes. Which thank you anyway. so much for listening. We uh, you're one of our twenty listeners. <laughs> Rotten Treasure is a podcast that I do with Kai Bobby, who is based out of uh, Minneapolis. And we talk about movie franchises that have gone on too long. But I'm going to be honest, it's more of an excuse just to talk to comedians, mostly around Philadelphia, but just comedians that we know. It's like comedians in cars getting coffee. But <laughs> I guess Go on. Kai is Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> you are the cars <laughs> and the movies are the coffee. <laughs> Yes, the franchises. The franchises are a different strain of bean (laughs) or a latte. One's a latte and Americano and so on. (laughs) Okay, so you're not much of a planner. I try. How far in advance do you plan things? How do you figure things out? And what's the, well, I I guess we just know the answer to this question. What's the furthest thing you have planned from today? Oh, geez, Louise. I'm a goalpost planner. That's how I usually describe it. In that I need to know the main things that are going to happen and like when they're due or when things are going to like, I I need to know the big time points. I don't know if that makes sense. Uh, And then it's just like whatever. I I don't trust myself to micromanage like details down to like the minute or like the hour. So I just I'm like, I need to know I got to do things by like X, Y or Z. And then I'll fill in the gaps kind of as I go. I'm not going to say the system works, but uh the system is the system for, for right now. Cause I'm, I like from my bio, I, I describe myself as a middling mat. Like I'm a first year teacher in grad school right now. So it's just like, leave me alone. I'm trying to plan. Like, I, can't, <laughs> I can't do anything. I like, uh, you know, I can't, I can only do so much. I have like three social points to spend a week. As someone who has considered teaching as a possible career change, career path at various times, uh-huh. the need to plan well is definitely something that has given me caution. Well, that was part of the thing that I liked about it was that like, I'm like, okay, I should be able to like have a better idea. I think next year like will be better in that I won't also have like classes and shit. Mm. I have like a final due and like some other, all this other like stuff. So it just feels like it's like, it's it's hard to get ahead of all those things and then all the teacher duties and then also being like a person without feeling like, either being underwater or treading water. Right now, I I feel like right before break, I was like, maybe I'm treading a little bit. All right, here we go. (laughs) It's more like that. I I don't know. I don't know if this is like an uplifting thing, or this is at least my experience. Hi, Cooper. You just (laughs) grabbing a toy off my desk? Okay. There might be some squeaks in a second. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if you're going to have a dog nearby for a podcast, the dog needs to make noise or else, you know, does it even make a sound? Then who even knows there's a dog there? Yeah, exactly. He'll make his presence known. He does it. <laughs> he, he does it the second I get on a call. Have you had any moments of a kid being like complaining about homework or all the assignments and you're like, well, I have assignments too. Yeah. I tell them that all the time. <laughs> They're like, oh, I'm tired. I'm just like, yeah, I have school after school. <laughs> like, leave me alone. I tell them all the time. I had to record uh, me teaching the other day and I like had to get like fruit snacks to basically be like, I will give you guys something as a reward. I need to film myself for a homework assignment. I just need to film it. I will watch it once. The people who grade it will watch it once. And like, this is on the recording. I literally turned and gave like finger guns to to the camera. I was like, (laughs) the person grading this is going to watch it once. I'll watch it once. And no one's ever going to see it again. And I like snapped and gave finger guns to the camera. (laughs) And I tell them all the time where I'm like, yeah, I'm like trying to do stuff. Because if they're asking about like grades and stuff, sometimes I'm just like, I literally just couldn't get to it because I was doing like my one one of my classes ends at like 9 p.m on like thursdays and it's like wow not doing anything 
else like that I that I could be. So it's it's hard to it's hard to plan anything else around that when I already know I'm going to be kind of exhausted because then I'm like I don't know how to relax. Yeah. Wednesday was my first day off in a while, and I was like, I'm just going to wake up, walk the dog. I'm going to watch cartoons all day. I'm just going to relax. And I woke up and ran eight miles, and then just like and like started like prepping stuff for Thanksgiving. And I'm like I'm like I don't know how to switch off sometimes, but that's. You know, uh, that's a that's a me thing. You know, I don't I don't know. Yeah. Is any of this interesting? I don't I don't know. Yeah. I mean, this is what the show <laughs> has been about, to be honest. Yeah. It's been it's been fascinating hearing all the different kinds of organization and planning that people use. Yeah. Yeah. So. A couple of people have had physical documents. Mm-hmm. Well, I try and use like a Google calendar. And actually today I've been falling behind on so much of this. And like around like noonish or so, I was just like, I, I had so many unopened emails. I went through all my emails, <laughs> cleared them out. And then I started adding other things on my calendar for at least like December. I was like, okay, all right. Messaged like some appointments that I have coming up. I'm like, okay, we gotta get, we're getting there. I'm cleaning some <laughs> stuff out. So it's a, you know, it, it's usually just a matter of bandwidth is how, how I describe it. But. Well, uh, I don't know if you're a person that looks forward to winter. Uh, Jim? Winter? Whimsy. Mm-hmm. That's the name of the segment that I am in charge of for this <laughs> for this section. It helps if I pass it to you, like with a no, good no, no. Setup. You don't have to help this at all. This no, is good. No. This is good. <laughs> so, come on. I have a question for you, Andrew. Uh huh. Winter evokes a feeling of whimsy for me. Okay. With its snows and such, is there anything within mm. the winter months that evoke such a similar emotion within you? Well, you gotta love those snow days. You gotta love a snow day. And now that I'm teaching, I was in the classroom last year, but it didn't snow at all. Yeah. So since I've become, since I've career switched, I haven't had a snow day. And just the thought of having a day off and just like watching the snow, that just sounds really, really nice. I haven't had a snow day at all. And I kind of, I apparently we're supposed to get a lot this year, um, which you will either know that we either did or didn't get at this point in the podcast. Because then I got Cooper, I got the dog, and he's yeah. a big snowboy. Really? So he just like romps around and he's he's you know, he kind of brings the whimsy back out. He's got a little coat. I'm just like, all right, let me put my little dog in a little coat. <laughs> See how whimsy whimsical he is. My sister has a uh, has an Alaskan Malamute and he oh loves the snow. He thrives. He's oh. one of those like yeah. when it's time to go in, they're basically like trying to carry him back in, even though he's a hundred and fifty pound dog. Oh yeah. Well, Cooper's part Great Pyrenees, and he's like 88. He's like more like lean and stuff. But like once the snow comes out, it's just like it's like, oh, yeah, this is like his fucking element. And he just like <laughs> he, I feel like he listens better. He'll kind of like I've like let him off leash a couple times when it's like, come here. Go, come here. You, come here. <laughs> come here. I'm talking about you. Come here. Sorry. <laughs> I like I'll let him off leash and stuff sometimes during like snow uh, and he actually is like much better like he doesn't like run off or anything mm. he just kind of like enjoys it he seems like way more like contemplative and stuff or... he's a whimsical whimsical guy does your school when it doesn't have to use the uh, the snow days use it in other uh, ways I think so and last year they didn't and they should have like we were supposed to have a couple days off for like the Phillies parade and a couple other things. And we didn't have any snow days. And then like for state testing, we had full days and there's all these things where it's like, we could have cashed in any one of those and just given everybody a win for like a day. (laughs) Like instead it was just like, now we're going to be in every single day. It's like, come on, help us out here. I wish. So just before we transition on to our next bit of the podcast, just reminding folks that we are recording here at Savona creativity project. It's an incredible place. We're really 
grateful for the space. And for a couple more hours here, we're sharing the space with some arts programming that's going on upstairs. So you may be hearing some of that. Mm -hmm. And that should make you curious about all the great stuff that Subona Creativity Project is up to. So check that out and um, stick with us because we're about to get into it. Yeah. March 3rd. Yeah. The, the, the March 3rd kind of into it. <laughs> Ooh, March 3rd. Oof. Let's talk about what's happening this week, what's going on, March 3rd through 9th. Well, I'll tell you one thing about March 3rd. Me and everybody else, we're all going to have Dune Fever. We're all going to be so <laughs> hype on the spice. Dune Fever, baby. Woo! Dune, it was Dune. Dune. Didn't it come out last week? Yeah, on Friday the 1st, yeah. Came out two days ago, unless they move the date again. Woo! Yeah, at the time of recording right now, I finished the third book two days ago. So I've got Dune Fever now, and I'll have Dune Fever when this is released. Oh, you read the third book? The third book was Buck Wild. Strap in, baby. Woo, Dune. <laughs> I've heard they get crazy. I, I don't know if the third one, if uh, the main character had become like a sandworm yet or anything. Here's the thing. It started happening, and I was like, it's happening. It's <laughs> happening. And he's like, yeah, I'm changing, and I'm going to live for 4,000 years, everybody. And then, like, the last three pages, some crazier things are revealed. And it's like, there were three pages left. How did you have something crazier up your sleeve, <laughs> you crazy bastard? Anyway, <clears throat> I got Dune Fever. Yeah. Uh, to which there is no cure other than the spice, but. <laughs> I enjoyed the first movie uh, quite a bit. I'll see this one. I'm going to experience it. Can't wait. Yeah, I saw it as someone who has no had no other experience with Dune other than knowing that the David Lynch movie existed. Oh, yeah, I know it exists. Yeah, I just knew it existed. I never had any experience before watching it, and I liked it a lot. I've played like the 80s Dune board game that a friend had. They were very protective of. It's supposed to be like great. Yeah, because it's like a weird like, like it was like discontinued or something. Yeah, I don't know. it's like too long. It's too complicated. And it's very asymmetric in ways that are very satisfying if you're into the lore. Like, there's one character who's, who's special powers, they just, like, know everything. Dune's crazy when you get into that. Everything you described as it being too long and too complicated, is like, that's the <laughs> stuff I love, where I'm just like, yeah. Yeah. That's Dune, baby. <laughs> yeah. That first movie when someone got squished or whatever, like, wow. Yeah. And then the second one, don't, don't, even, don't even worry. The second one gets really crazy. You're like, man, that was pretty crazy. And then the last, like... The last like sliver of the book is just like, here's like 18 more insane things strap in. And I'm like, okay, all right, here we go. My favorite thing about Dune is it eventually uh, become reveals that the main character is actually Duncan Idaho. Apparently by the end of the series, you're like, I think he's the one that Frank Herbert likes the most. <laughs> huh? Well, he gave him a super sweet name. So <laughs> there is something about these, these long running series. This is sci-fi, but there's a lot of fantasy series as well where they, have like protagonist drift. Yeah. I guess the author just feels like they've kind of finished. Well, also, I think it passed to his son and stuff. It kind of did like a Tolkien thing. Is this our topic? We weren't talking about Dune though, right? I you... don't want to completely do no, 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 no. Well, there is no train. <laughs> there is no track. We are here riding this wave into the future. On the golden path, baby. The topic was video game adaptations and yeah. Eh. Dune's enough, uh, close enough. Jim, can I just say that was the most incredible segue I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Thank um, you. <laughs> these these themes for these episodes are a guidepost. Yeah. They're not a mandate. Oh, oh, I completely understand you're saying the guidepost. I get that. That's the way my brain works, baby. <laughs> Here we go. There we go. But I do want to talk about some of the things happening this week. Yeah, what else? Well, I do want to ask you one more question about Dune, which is, it's interesting to me that you, that you brought that in because it, it's like yeah. it's kind of a, a thing that happened already. Like it happened on Friday. Uh, so is do you think you'll like you won't see it until later in the weekend, or it'll just be still be on your brain because you'll have just seen it and you'll still be thinking about it this week? 
I'll probably still be thinking about it because I, I read the first book before the movie came out and like absolutely loved it. And I really liked the first movie. And then uh, one of my best friends and I talk about it a lot and we've been really excited for the second one. Like to, he, yeah, I actually didn't plug anything. I don't think, I don't think I gave you anything, but my friend Sean and I, who we do a movie podcast with. Yeah. And he lived out in LA for a while. Now he's on the East coast and we're going to try. I like now that he's over here, it's like, I, I'm probably going to try and like actually sync up with him and like, if there's a double feature, we're gonna we're, we've already been talking about. We're like we're gonna try and see both. We're both pretty hyped. We got we got Dune Fever already. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. We got Dune Fever. <laughs> not not to jinx it and not to be negative, but is there uh-huh. any chance the second movie is somehow bad? Oh, of course. Like there's no reason to expect it would be. Oh, of course, because there there was enough of a time jump between production. I think they had to film it during COVID, and Warner Brothers is doing it. So I love Denis Villeneuve. But there's also some things that are like truly I don't know how they're going to adapt characters like there's specific characters where it's just like they introduce um, Paul's sister who's like a baby who is like a fully fledged adult and knows like lifetimes that have already passed and is like this like super smart being. And it's just like, how the fuck do you do that and not get a Twilight baby? Like, I, I don't I don't know. <laughs> there's crazy shit in it where I, I don't know. I, I, I have confidence that it's going to still be good. Because uh, I assume that they planned out both like a while ago, but who can say some of the COVID production stuff, like any movie where it's like some of the COVID productions have been coming out over the last like little bit. And you can like tell it was like Indiana Jones five. I was just like, man, this car chase feels like it's inside. <laughs> like, oh, everything just yeah. felt like it was like indoors stuff like that, where I'm like, I hope that's not that. But if it's bad, also maybe the dune fever is gonna get me and i i don't know maybe i I'll, was just you think you're still gonna like it <laughs> maybe maybe not maybe sometimes it's time to hang up complicated things <laughs> live in the real world i was just thinking about how like almost the first one caught people by surprise because it was so good i think the first one mostly uh made it made some of the most complicated lore and it made everything that was like makes it so inaccessible accessible because if you watch the david lynch one a character appears on screen and is just like basically does a Star Wars opening crawl, but it's like <laughs> speaking to the audience and then she fades away and then she fades back in and continues <laughs> with like three more paragraphs and then she fades away a second time and then she fades back in and goes, oh, and I forgot one other thing and then gives you like five more pieces of information. It doesn't work. It doesn't help. It's already like alienating. They're like, yes, and the planets, it's the year, blah, 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 blah. And they're just like listing shit. They made one of the most inaccessible things feel a lot more grounded and accessible in ways where I think part two is going to be like, all right, now we kind of got to play in this. And to be fair, David Lynch was probably not the best choice. They didn't really know. He only had three movies at that point, I think. (laughs) He was a wild choice and he made some decisions. Like I know that um, in the book, you can hear everyone's thoughts and it like drifts back and Mm. forth willy nilly. David Lynch was like, oh, I'll do that by having voiceover for everyone. And like, so you'll get things where like someone will say something and they'll be like, no, I'm your friend. And then a voiceover will come up and be like, but I'm not actually their friend. And that comes in as like a little wacky. The whole thing of it is completely wacky. And that's a movie that where everything feels like it takes place indoors. It's crazy. (laughs) I do want to say to our listeners, I did pick a movie theme, but also if you know, like, if you know Jim and Andrew, it's not a surprise that we're going down this route and we're having a good <laughs> yeah. time of it. 
I do want to talk video game adaptations, though. I didn't know that was tough. <laughs> we'll get there. There's some other things to do. We've only got, a, we haven't got that much time yet left. And I'm going to do one of the worst <laughs> things I can do, which is talk about a news story that's relevant now in November Okay. for our March people, which is, um, did either of you hear about the 47 Ronin director Netflix movie or Netflix series? I have a tab with the article open and I haven't read it yet because I'm like, I'm going to need to dedicate some time because I'm fascinated. You have to read it. It's basically just this example of people bringing in a guy who has a very little track record, giving him lots of money. Nothing's getting delivered. They keep giving him money. And then he starts to like believe in aliens. Yeah. And bets it all on crypto. That's insane. And they spent like $55 million and they have nothing. I can't wait. That's the type of stuff that's like fascinating because it's like 47 Ronin. I remember seeing when it came out because I was just like, I got to see this pile of crap. And then I remember watching it with my one of my college roommates and we were both just like, what the hell is this? And that was supposed to be a huge deal. That movie It was the biggest budget for a first time director. So there's something about this guy where he's just able to be like, <laughs> yeah, give me a lot of money. Like there's something there. And that's that's why I'm like, I'm setting aside time to read this, but I haven't, I haven't read it all yet. There's also a Netflix sequel to that movie that he wasn't associated with. I've never seen either. Yeah, it was within the last year. There was like a sequel to that and R.I.P.D. got like sent, <laughs> yeah. made like straight to video. The and Ryan I was like, Reynolds what? comic book adaptation. That's a comic book adaptation? It's related to the Hellboy universe, or I think so. You're thinking the BRPD, which is different because that's good. RIPD was like, I think it's its own thing. Oh, am I? Are you sure? I'm positive. Yeah. I read most of the Hellboy comics, I think, at this point. RIPD is the one where the cop dies and then he like possesses someone and they solve a crime through that. Or or is there just a ghost that it comes to the to someone? It's men in black, but ghosts. This is what happens when you read one Hellboy comic and think you know things. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's true. Other things that are happening this week. We seem to be getting a lot of shake. Sorry, there's like lots of noises and I'm at a very distractible point in my life. (laughs) That's okay. We're going to talk about Super Tuesday. Thank you, Jim. You're doing this for like 48 hours straight, right? So this week is Super Tuesday, which means that there are uh, election primaries in Alabama, Arkansas, California, Colorado, Maine, Massachusetts, Minnesota, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Texas, Vermont, Virginia, and also the Democratic primary in American Samoa. Between Super Tuesday and Superman Legacy, what are you more excited for? (laughs) Take a guess. Um, (laughs) I don't know. Like, there is literally nothing about the upcoming election that I am actually, like, excited about. I'm, like, tired already thinking about it. It's just all the ghouls are going to come out again. I just, it's one of those things where it's like, I will pay attention to it in the, the the amount that I will have to like, you know, you know what yeah. I mean? And like, I don't mean that as like a bad citizen or whatever, but I, I don't know. Cause that's the, is it, you said it's the, the democratic primary or that's the one in, in American Samoa, but all the other ones are generally both. Okay. And it's like the most in one day, which is why it's super, super Tuesday. There's like a couple things that are going to have to happen between then and now for me to have any form of like curiosity and excitement. There's like, there's too many like unknowns. And if we have to hear from that guy again, I'm just not going to be fucking happy. <laughs> like I like, a- am I more excited to see that guy again? Or am I more excited to see a uh, Superman from Delco on the big screen? Uh, just <laughs> saving the world. I would probably say Delco Superman. Yeah. I think is, is, is the, the thing, which isn't wild. That dude's from like Delco, the new Superman, you know, Dune will still be in theaters, so if if it's starting to weigh down on you, just go see it again. <laughs> Those are some political 
musical machinations that I can get behind. <laughs> there is a part in the first movie where like, what's his name? Oscar Isaac is just like, it's not going to be physical danger, but political danger. And every time I hear that line, I go, Whoa! <laughs> that I can get behind real life shit. I'm like, no, you could also play Unicorn Overlord, which is a video game coming out this week. Don't remember much about it, except that the name doesn't tell you much about it. It was the kind of game that my fiance, Michael, was into. So tactical strategy. Oh. Anime characters. Oh. So you could check that out. I was going to say, is it like Rain- remember Rainbow Unicorn Attack or whatever that game? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My uh, adult swim yeah. games. My coworkers uh, played that game. Yeah, it was a classic. Robot Unicorn Attack is uh, was a fun di- diversion for sure. So there are two movie releases I clocked for this week. One of them is that Rayman's big movie is supposed to be coming out, but there's no information about it, so I doubt it. What? Yeah, it, it was still listed as coming out this week. So that's why I'm like, we can just talk the rest of the time about video game adaptations. The other movie coming out this week is the horror movie Imaginary. Oh. I did see a trailer for this. I think I saw the trailer. That's the teddy bear thing? Yeah, the teddy bear thing. Oh, there's, I haven't seen anything about this. The family returns to the house where the mom grew up. She used to have an imaginary friend. It starts talking to the daughter in that like weird, unsettling way. Yeah, it looks, look, I don't know, looks like sub um, Mathrigan kind of vibes. But <laughs> if, if there is a Rayman movie, if you told me it's like a weird French animation <laughs> company that gets like released, I'd be like, oh, okay. Because Rayman's like, I think from France. And so like, if there's like some weird French animation company that makes a Rayman movie, I'd be like, okay, all right. <laughs> is he really? That weirdly makes sense to me. Yeah, he right. French creation yeah i yeah. mean all those french people without arms attaching their hands to their shoulders yeah classic french people right there <laughs> oh the baguette raymond help <laughs> yeah, globox i think he's, he has a friend i remember having rayman 2 for the n64 and i remember other characters there's some i don't know i just remember my next door neighbor had it and he also had crash bandicoot and those are everything i know about that friend <laughs> so let's say rayman's big movie doesn't come out this week What's video game adaptation people could watch instead? Ooh. One that actually exists or one that we want to let's exist? Let's start with real and then let's and then let's move into the realm of the okay. fantasy. Well, the thing, of course, with video game adaptations is that most are bad. <laughs> yeah. They're starting to get better, but most are bad. I've always lo- I have always loved the 90s Super Mario Brothers movie. Tom knows. I, I, the, the Philly Film Screen Center did a screening of it last year, and uh, I got to see that in theaters. And I like, I was like over the moon. I was so happy. I was just like, wow! I can't wait till they get to the clubbing scene. Yeah, it's such an interesting movie to watch. It like it. Yeah, it's very well paced. It's mm. fun to watch. Yeah, it's bad, but like, is it really though? <laughs> it's the Christopher Nolan approach to Super Mario Brothers, where it's like <laughs> all this stuff is in there. It's just covered in under like rusted steel and like gloop and slime. <laughs> it's it's so weird. I love it. Yeah, the Goombas are there, but they're just tiny headed men, which are literally the opposite of what uh, a Goomba is. It's great. It makes no sense. It it's literally like whoever made it clearly had a script like escape to dinosaur unit the dino dimension. Yeah. And then they wanted to make it. And then they're like, what if about the Super Mario Brothers? And I'm like, I just kind of make our dinos, dino dimension movie and just call it this. It's like clearly what they did. And they're like, sign on Dennis Hopper. The two Sonic movies are fun. I was about to say Sonic 2. I watched last year at some point, And I was just like, this movie is kind of insane in all the best ways. Like yeah. the human 
the human subplot stuff, there's like a half an hour of it, like three quarters of the way in where it is so like bonkers. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't know why they are spending this much time on any of this, but it's real fun. Sonic 2 is pretty fun. And then they do like boss fight stuff at the end. Like, like they do everything you kind of want from it. At a point, the Sonic movies are better than the Sonic video games. Well. Take that, Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> well, damn. No, are you going to be okay? I... I... I, I, I did. Noah. I did. Pl- I did play like one or two levels <laughs> of Sonic try, Frontiers. Should I leave okay. for a second? <laughs> no, I'm not that yeah. big of a Sonic fan. Again, you're confusing me with my partner. <laughs> you're you're crying, but it's fine. <laughs> We're getting on an hour like eight right now, and I'm mm. already at like uh, it's hot takes time. <laughs> In hot takes, Sonic's only okay overall. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of video game movies that have been on my to watch list that I just like haven't bothered yet. They're always kind of like a chore. Like some of the. There's like some Netflix things recently that they've done where they've done like shows and stuff like Arcane is just kind of like, I don't know anything about League of Legends, but Arcane was just like a good, cool animated show. So there's some stuff that's like starting to come through. But like, I don't know, like what all the Resident Evil movies are all bonkers in their own way where it's just like, I don't I don't even know. Some of those are fun. The fifth one's really fun. Resident Evil 5 is like really fun because every 10 minutes it resets into something completely different you're like we're doing this now like what is this <laughs> the, the opening five or so minutes of that is you see an entire action sequence from the end of the first movie in reverse and then they play it front ways again like you see like something like three times it's it's crazy it's, it's crazy and it somehow keeps up that energy the whole time yeah the resident evil movies are crazy i always had a soft spot for doom Ever see the Doom movie? Oh, I remember when it came out. The Rock was in it? The Rock is the bad guy at the end, and there's a part where he goes, Semper Fi, motherfucker. He like punches <laughs> Carl Urban. There's like a first person shooter scene in that, and that's that's kind of like fun because it's literally like weird. It feels like a haunted house like sequence. It's 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 really goofy. That that first person scene is like so good that the rest of the movie is like, okay. What's, what's her name? Fucking Rosamund Pike is in it. She's like the scientist. Oh. The movie has a low-key stacked cast. The Gone Girl herself. I'm going to say for my video game adaptation movie, I'm going to cheat Ooh. and say uh, Scott Pilgrim Saves the World. Ooh. Is that a video game? I thought that was a comic no, book. No, but okay. it has like video game stylization in it. They don't give you that. I'm going to ask a follow-up question. Yeah. Every once in a while, a movie comes out that is a perfect video game movie but it's a movie but it's not based off of any video games and it's like it can be anything like i think i remember i saw the third hobbit movie and i was like interesting <laughs> that was the best video game movie i've seen in a while <laughs> the two it's new not. jumanji movies are like that i'd agree with that yeah death race with jason statham which is a great movie low-key honestly it's like a pretty fucking good action movie <laughs> uh it literally is video game logic because it's the resident evil guy and it's just like, drive over this and get power-ups. And it, it, there's stuff like that. It's like, that is a video game movie, despite not being actually based off of one. The Twisted Metal Show was wonderful on Peacock. On Peacock? I don't know what it is. Twisted Metal was a car-battling game. And it was Sweet Tooth the Clown was like the main thing. And they made a show this summer. And it's like surprisingly pretty fucking fun. I don't know. Video game stuff. I think we're going to see better stuff because superheroes are starting to die off. So they're going to have that. It can't get worse. Yeah. Yeah. Video games, I think, are going to be the next thing they start to figure out how to do. But we'll see. Who knows? They got to ride that wave of, oh, my gosh, it's finally good (laughs) as long as they can. Yeah. And uh, we've been riding this wave as long as we can, but we're almost out of time. So, Andrew, thank you so much for joining us. It's great to see you and talk about video game movie adaptations always. 
that's always what we talk about. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh-huh. Do you have anything you want to tell people about, like a, a plug, but that's still applicable in March? Yeah, um, me and my buddy Sean do a podcast called Sean and Andrew Talk About Movies and sometimes mm-hmm. other stuff. And we've been talking about, I literally opened up GarageBand before this, and the last time we did it was for Barbenheimer. So I'm just like, oh, okay, we are. Woo, we are. Woo. Uh, we got to get back on that. Um, but, you know, life stuff. So we've been doing that, and we'll, we've, we've been talking about getting back into that. So at the very least, by this point, there will be a Dune episode. So <laughs> you can go <laughs> check that out. Um, that's really the main thing. Otherwise, I, I, don't know, I pop up places. <laughs> Everybody check that out. Um, also a reminder to everybody not to forget about the Southern Hemisphere where the seasons are reversed. Um, I feel like we're in a, a milder season, but still. This is where it's going to car- start coming around to be in the opposite where yeah. it'll be fall for them so. while we are in spring. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's how it works. Well, thank thank you for reminding me to think about the Southern Hemisphere. <laughs> I, I never remember that the seasons are opposite and it just blows my mind anytime I think about it. Sometimes I think about it, I'm like, that can't be true. That, that, <laughs> I just can't wrap my head around that. It doesn't make any sense. That's crazy. And then thanks to Sabona for having us here. Check out Sabona Creativity Projects. Come see a show. Uh, get involved. Help out. And uh, we were at the time of the show where we, where we, where we got to head home. So we're going to leave you with the takeaway, something useful for the following week. And uh, the topic that we have this week is... A video game that should be adapted into a movie. I guess this is targeted at like Steven Spielberg. Oh, I see. Oh. Okay. Oh, Stevie Spielberg specifically? Um, I should have thought about this. I can go first. <laughs> go. Yeah. Because there's, yeah, there's been one. I don't know if I'm going. I don't know what the rules are. Uh, I still really want them to make that Bioshock movie. I feel like anything in that universe, if they like, I think they're doing a Netflix version, but I want to see them like build sets and stuff. I don't know. Gore Verbinski was going to do one. Let him do it. He's crazy. That, guy, that guy's nuts. <laughs> goes, he goes too hard. Hey, this is uh, Tom, the producer. I just wanted to chime in for a second. Star Fox 64 never got that follow-up movie, but like, Ooh. what a great story of betrayal and space fighting and and animals and space with guns yeah. and stuff. Yeah, Star Fox. I want to see a Star Fox movie. Yeah, I'd fucking love that. I That's love Star a Fox. good one. Yeah. The thing that came into my head is something that I don't know a lot of people know about, which is 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim. Although it was mostly a story-based game, it's really good. And I'm not going to try to explain it, but uh, they're making a Horizon Zero Dawn TV show probably. And I hope that comes out and is good. That game was really good. And I liked the story, but it took a long time for it to start kicking into place. The game was too long. And I think I did things out of order. This would only make sense for people who have been listening this whole time. But I'm going to say Mavis speaking uh, teaches typing. I think that would be a great thing. <laughs> I think it makes sense to anybody who, who, who knows about Mavis Beacon teaching typing. But it's like a Charlie Kaufman kind of thing where it's just like, it's <laughs> yeah. the author puts themselves in, how am I supposed to make a story out of this? <laughs> it's an existential nightmare. <laughs> They're teaching me how to type, but I have to type a screenplay. <laughs> Andrew, Jim, Tom, thank you so much. That's it for episode 10. See you next week. Tune back in. Talking 2024 was recorded at Sawabona Creativity Project in South Philadelphia. For more information about their programs, go to sawabonacreativityproject.org. This episode was recorded on November 24th, 2023, and therefore should not be considered a trusted news source. Music for this episode was written and performed by Sarah Clemency. You can find more information about our guests in the show notes and via our Instagram at Talkin2024. For any questions about the podcast, you can email talkin2024 at gmail.com. 
If you'd like to follow along with the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. Have a great week. How can you live a year in just three days? How can you live a year in 36 hours? Turn in the calendar, but you're staying in the same chair. Living.